When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply higher ground this uh, Monday night. Lovely to have your company here and to uh, get involved with the show. Uh, whatever's on your mind, rugby league related mostly, 0457 736 736. That's the text line. Or if you want to jump on the open line, you can. The open line is uh, open now. 1300 01 1170. Well, plenty of uh, news around today. And of course, it's all around state of origin. Both teams have been announced last night. New South Wales uh, announced their team. And then uh, this morning, Queensland uh, gave their squad. Of course, let's not forget that this was the uh, the worst team in 40 years last year uh, that went on to win the unwinnable series. Uh, I'll be talking later in the show to uh, Queensland origin great, Broncos great Steve Renoff, who joins us most weeks. I'll pick his brain too. Um, about the Queensland side, a few of the boys with injury concerns. Now, ordinarily, you go into an, a Queensland origin camp and there's always stories, aren't there? Filtering out about player A or player B is under an injury cloud. Sometimes there have been smoke screens. Other times they haven't. My concern for Queensland, these injuries, they are real, they are now, and they are current. And they are also involving players in their spine. Kalen Ponga hasn't played for a number of weeks. The same can be said for Cameron Munster. The same can be said for hooker Harry Grant. And then Felice Kafusi has to beat the judiciary charge tomorrow night if he's to play as well. So the Queenslanders, uh, they may well be putting on a brave face, but I really do think they have got some, some real reasons to be concerned heading into Game 1, which we know will now be played in Townsville on uh, Wednesday week, the 9th of June. Uh, look, yeah, I would have preferred it to be uh, at Newcastle myself, uh, but look, I'm happy for Townsville. It'll, it'll do no end of good for the town, for rugby league in that part of Queensland. And I reckon the Cowboys will too uh, have a few uh, rub-on effects, uh, positive effects for their club as well. What did you make of the games over the weekend? Well, you know, the most recent game was uh, Manly's loss to, to Newcastle. Wasn't that an upset? Did you tip the Knights, anyone? Apart from Newcastle fans, obviously, did you tip Newcastle? I don't think many are putting up their hand. And what about Desi Hasler? Has he got every right to, to be annoyed, to be fuming with the referee? I don't think he's been issued with a breach notice as yet, but I reckon one be, could be uh, the NRL might be just licking the envelope, licking the stamp, ready to send uh, a notice of uh, breach notice off to Desi Hasler uh, for his comments uh, after that loss yesterday. But you know what? I agree totally with Des. How do you go through a whole match and give away nine penalties and receive none? That shouldn't happen, surely. Were Manly that indisciplined compared to Newcastle? Well, I think they did get one penalty, didn't they, in the last uh, 10 seconds or something, or whatever it was. So Desi might be in trouble, but um, Manly, uh, well, maybe they've been reading too much of their good press lately. And they will be out without a, a few players, won't they, through the origin period. Although I think the, the next match, uh, they'll have a, a couple coming back. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that put a stop to Manly's uh, very good form. And then there's the consistency, too. Still, we're not quite sure what is a sin bin, what is on report, 
and what is a send-off. I tell you what, we haven't got long to get it right. But I will say this over the weekend. I think the referees and everyone involved, I think they found a bit of middle ground. You know, a couple of weeks ago, we were you know, we were fuming, weren't we? Weren't we? Because players were being sin-binned for uh, incidental contact. I think now the referees are getting a bit more of a feel for that. Where, you know, there might be direct contact. It might be forceful. But you know what? It was largely unavoidable. And players are staying on the field. Mind you, still plenty of players being put on report and uh, it will be a busy night tomorrow night at the judiciary. Nothing like last week, of course, and that's a good thing, uh, but busy nonetheless. You're in the right place if you want to talk some rugby league, some late night rugby league, so we can relax a little bit. Uh, If you are going to call in, the only rule that we have here, me and the Mad Russian, if you are going to call, right, uh, and we're around 10 o'clock-ish, so... um, if you've had more than a dozen brewskis, don't worry about it. Just send us a text. But if you've had a couple of ales, feel free to get on the open line. one one 1170 If you'd like to talk to us, there's space on that open line right now. You're listening to Higher Ground with me, Chris Warren. Time now for the weekend wrap of round 12, and it was the last audition for Origin Footy. On Thursday night, the Storm travelled to Suncorp Stadium to take on an informed Broncos side with several of those Origin hopefuls featuring for Brisbane. Thinks about a kick. No, he doesn't. He does a big... Go, oh, go he did a big 360. Cheese is away. Oh, Timo got oh, it right. Done. The unmissable highlight. Fells have done the half run. Oh, that was cheese times two. The double yeah. cheese. Gets across for the first try. Who else? Brandon Smith out of dummy half. Did he get over? Unmissable highlight. Of course he got over. Yes, Jimmy. The cheese did it. But it was a Kiwi who shone brightest for Melbourne. The cheese with a double from dummy half. And Cooper Johns with his first NRL try in a 40 points to 20 route. On Friday, the Cowboys took on the Warriors in a tussle for the top eight. Left-hand side, Harris DeVita. Here's Walsh, cut out ball. Marcello Montoya got the pass from Walsh. Scores the try, and they are back. They've got a kick to take the lead. So, Tabuai Fado, he's inside the 30. He turns it inside now. Cody Nicarima, he comes, he gets past him. And the hammer, the hammer goes all the way. He goes all the way. The Cowboys have got a kick to level it up. Here's Valentine Holmes. They steady. They kick the ball. He's He's kicked it, Valentine Holmes. He's kicked it. He is clutch with a capital C, Valentine. And what a tussle it was. Valentine Holmes with the sixth game-winning field goal of his career and carrying some good form into Queensland's origin camp. The West Tigers took on the Dragons at Bankwest Stadium. Little wants to throw long to Amby. Does that now. Quick hands. Beautiful hands. Here's Dewey. He's got the man on the outside. Jimmy the Jet will score. Jimmy the Jet finally will get across and score the try. He's first of this year, and they get the first of the night. Brooks, full of running, double pump. Talao, got the man on the inside. That's Dane Laurie. They won't catch him. Well, that's too easy. From the set of six from the kickoff, he gives us the kangaroo ears as well. Dane Laurie and James Roberts both scoring in Indigenous round for the West Tigers, who handed the Dragons their fifth straight loss. On Saturday, it was top V bottom as the Panthers took on the Bulldogs. To the right-hand side, and Cleary double pumped. It goes wide now. Here's an opportunity. They release the form Ferrari, and he gets across. 15th try in his 14th game. He's a try-scoring freak. And there we are, four minutes into the game, four points for the Panthers. A fantastic first 40 minutes. Oh, no, DWZ threw it out the back. Spencer Linu got it. He drops down into the most muscular after the try and says, I've doubled the tally. Right side. 
comes off Tory. Oh, oh, now it's go, in the dude. hands of Burton. Where's his speed, man? Kotrick picks him up. Goes to Tottle. Tottle's got defenders all around him. Comes now. Oh, he booked one oh. easily. Passes to Burton. Burton oh. goes back on the inside. Oh. That came to Crichton. Oh, no. Crichton's no got way. it. He scored. The Doggies making it tough in the first half, but crumbled under the Panthers' pressure in the latter stages. Panthers extending their undefeated run to 12 matches to begin the season. Plenty of Origin hopefuls involved in the second game on Saturday as the Rabbitohs took on the Eels. A blue, Damien Cook, and a maroon, Dane Gagai, both returning to form, heading into origin, as the Bunnies got the better of the Eels, 38 points to 20. The late show on Saturday saw the Roosters take on Ricky Stewart's struggling Raiders. It in the air, coming across to make the catch. Aikens had a clean miss and diving in the 17 year old in game number two. Joseph Sawali has his first try in the NRL. Here is Manu doing some stepping and surpassing. What a ball for Tupanua to score. A third straight try for the Roosters, up against 12 men for the Raiders. Marnie puts it high in the air, leaping up the oh, He comes down with it. If he caught it cleanly, it's all good, and Grant Atkins says yes. The young Roosters prevailing on the Central Coast. A first NRL try to Joseph Suwali and a man of the match performance from Joey Manu, enough to keep them in touch with the top four. On Sunday, the NRL took the show to Coffs Harbour. Now Braley shows it a couple of times. Long, he finds Johnson. Moylan joins in. Now Ramian straightens and goes straight through. Jesse Ramian to answer the Gold Coast try. And it's another Indigenous try scorer. Here it is with Johnson. Now Moylan. He gets the ball away. They must score. Ronaldo Mulatalo gets a double. It's 18-6 kick to come, and the Titans, the fence is leaking. The Sharks smelling blood against the Titans team that can't figure out their defence. Cronulla piling on 38 points as the Gold Coast dropped out of the top eight. And finally on Sunday, the Sea Eagles were expected to continue their good run of form in Newcastle. Braley to Connor Watson, now Hoy. Hoy to Arlen, in for the corner goes Stafford Toa, who leaps from five metres out and scores the Knights' first try. Saifidi scores. Braley turned the ball under and Saifidi charged onto it. And Daniel Saifidi gets the try that'll win the game for Newcastle under the black dot. The Knights, without Kalen Ponga, had different ideas. Daniel Saifidi putting the icing on the cake to seal a crucial victory for the hosts. And that is the weekend wrap. Yes, indeed, that is a weekend wrap. And uh, again, welcome to the show. Welcome to the program. Hope you're well. Hope you've had a nice day. Uh, it's coming up to uh, 19 minutes to 10 o'clock. So it's a late one, uh, the late show. But great to have your company, regardless of what the time is. And uh, just kick back, chill out, and get involved if you'd like to. Um, send us a text or two. What we would like to know, we'll be giving out our Rocketman Awards uh, later on this evening. And if you uh, aren't familiar with how Rocketman works, each week we give a three, two, and one. 
two of the three players we think had the, well, the most influential performances over the weekend. So just the three players out of how many players play each weekend? 17 times 16, 272. Very good. No, I did, I did it a couple of weeks ago as well. 272. So, But we're only giving points out. That's the Mad Russian, by the way, who just chimed in there. Uh, just just came in off the off the short ball off the short ball there to the Mad Russian. Uh, yeah, three, two, and one. Rocket Man points. And we'll give you an update on the tally as well. And later in the year, like the Dally M's, but even, well, not bigger, but certainly equally as prestigious, I would say. Although there's only going to be me, Mad Russian, and the Rocketman winner, and maybe Elton John as well is going to come and pre- present the award later in the year here in the studio. Mm. So, yeah, a, a big night to look forward to. We won't have the red carpet outside but because uh, tickets are strictly limited. Um, details of those tickets are yet to be released, uh, but they won't be released because there won't be any tickets sold to that event. It's a, a less is more type scenario. And uh, we're still waiting to hear from Elton John to mm. see if he can make it with COVID and all that sort of stuff. Uh, but Rocket Man, uh, we'll play that a little bit later on and uh, we'll give out our three, two, and one. But I'd like you at home to play along with us uh, the text line 0457 736 736. Who would your three, two, and one Rocket Man points go to from the weekend? There were some really good performances uh, across the board. Um, the game I called Roosters and Canberra. Um, I mean, Jack Whiten had every reason, didn't he, to, to, to put in a good performance, but he wasn't very good at all, unfortunately, but still has made the New South Wales mm. team, um, which which I haven't got a problem with. Uh, but another player has missed out of the New South Wales origin team in with a number six on his back as well, Cody Walker, mm. who had a really good game for South Sydney, beating Parramatta. So he can probably feel unlucky, I think, not to make the uh, game one origin team. Might squeeze his way in later on. Uh, those two players. What about Joey Manu? I thought he was outstanding for the Roosters. Dane Gagai was really, really good, and he always is. Around origin. Absolutely. Dane Laurie, West Tigers, thought he was really good. Uh, Nico Hines mm. on, what was that, a Thursday night game that opened it up. He was just so good. He just keeps going. He used to be, yeah. He just can keep boosting his stock price. Um, but it looks like he probably will be going to, to Brisbane. Um, uh, Daniel Sofidi and his brother, but Daniel yesterday, very good for Newcastle against Manly. You're Manly, and you weren't very impressed with them yesterday. Oh, it was, it was a complacent performance, I thought. We weren't. Looked a bit like that. i tell you what they did miss, Josh Schuster. Yeah, now, I know oh, you have a player time. out and you say, oh, hindsight's a beautiful thing. Mm. But by God, the week before and a couple of weeks with him playing, I know he's been playing in the forwards, but when he wore, he wore six last week, I think, or played in that position. He's, yeah, done a little bit Who did they play last week? I can't remember. But he was brilliant. That's what. It's the Eels. Yeah. Stood out, didn't he? Mm. Oh, very much so. Gee, they missed him. But Newcastle missing this guy called Callum Ponga. True. And. They rolled the sleeves up. But, and I will be honest, I didn't. Watched the match closely. Mm. My, my little boys were watching it. Daddy, I was in the kitchen actually preparing the roast. But I, I oh. was, I well, good too. I'm I sure. am Love growing roast. fonder and fonder by the week of pork. Oh yeah, Get no, crack, it's never you. been my go-to. Really? No. Oh, I'm a big fan. My go-to is roast. You know, Mum's lamb roast. Lamb. You know, yep. yep. A bit like uh, what was that ad? That was uh, Tom Cruise, wasn't it? And Nicole Kidman. Over my head. Mum, mum's lamb roast. Yeah, I think so, mm. from memory. Yeah, that was my go-to. And then probably a good good old roast chicken. Mm. 
beef, but probably pork was probably fourth on my list. But I, no, no, it's the crackling just. It, I it can't is, have the crackling. You can't have the. Cr- oh my goodness! No, that's... I love the crackling. How many? I'm high cholesterol. Oh, yeah, that's. But tough. my kids love the crackling. So, I, but I've been cheating, and I was telling, um, I was telling Cowboy Dan, who produces the Sunday show. Mm. Well, he I say he produces it. I mean, he pushes a few buttons and. Oh, Dan! Gives, Dan gives me a works order. hard. Yeah, I see the layout he's got for you here mm. with screens with grabs, and he's got them all numbered. Yeah, I'm not that organized. No, I know. No, he's good. Yeah. Uh, where was I going? I was telling him yesterday. So what I do, right, because I work on a Sunday, every Sunday. So I get home till four-ish, mm. walk the dog, might go to the pub and have a quick beer. Mm. But what I do before, I go home and I do the veggies. So I peel the potatoes and get the get the roast. It's A roast stands up. Is, is won mm. or lost on the roast potatoes? Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, I, I got reckon a... a roast without the potatoes would be like manly <laughs> without Tom without Tommy, without Tom. It's not the same. Yeah. Or, or, it goes from an outstanding performer to a, an average or a below average. Or a roast dinner without gravy. Without oh, gravy. yeah, another one. Yeah. Very key. So I'm big on the pork now. So what I'll do, I get home and I do the veggies and I get them and they take a good you know, hour and a half. Of, mm. you know, I don't think my oven works very well. But the roast potatoes, they come out really good. Mm. But while they're roasting, I can pop up the pub and have a quick beer. Very nice. Yeah. But what I've been doing, I've been cheating a little bit because I've been buying the pork already cooked. Ooh. I make all the veggies and the gravy and I even made the apple sauce, Ooh. but I buy it already pre-prepared, cooked from Woolies. It's good. They do it well, do they? Oh, Ooh. I'm telling you. Okay. Brilliant. We'll Crackling brilliant. Yeah. Oh, good. File that one away. Too it? easy, Campisi, lemon squeezy, got to be done. Okay. Honestly, do yourself a favour, as Molly would say, mm. just cheat. Go and get that. The, get the, the, the lady, your lovely lady won't know. Okay. You haven't cooked her a roast yet? No, I haven't cooked her a roast yet. No. It's You're 23. You have not done that yet. No. I'll Next one, that one. Do that one. Do that one. cabinet. Yeah, 100%. So pork's now on my fork. It's gone right up the Rocketman Awards oh. for me. It's, it's, I reckon it's not, it's, it's just pushed lamb down to number two. Wow. Momentarily. That's big. But I had some leftovers tonight. It's got to be sustained. I had leftovers tonight. You might oh. have smelled yes, it. But I it doesn't did. travel well. Roast. No, it gets really, soggy. Yeah. Doesn't travel well, but did the job. It filled that little, uh, the hole in my tummy. Uh, where was it going before we were sidetracked about food? Uh, Rocket Man Awards. Yes. Were we talking about yep. that? Yep. Rocket Man Awards. So there's a few. Joey Manu, Dane Gagai, Dane Laurie, the Great Danes, uh, Nico Hines, Daniel Sofidi. Who else? There must be plenty of others out there in contention for the three two-on-one Rocket Man Awards. At home, play along. Why don't you? 0457. 736-736. That's the text line. What are your thoughts on the Origin squads? Um, I don't think there can be too many complaints. I can't look at the New South Wales team and say, well, gee, you were really unlucky. You might say Daniel Tupo didn't do anything wrong mm. last year. But I just don't think you can leave Brian Toto out. No. We Deserves say, his chance. I, I thought Gutho was unlucky to be left out behind Campbell Graham. I know he didn't play... Well, well he, played, he played poorly in game three last year, in all honesty. But I think his form over a long period of time mm. deserves to have him in ahead of Campbell, with all due respect. And Campbell's a, a terrific player as well. But And Gutho would cover Gutho's, off cover off more positions right. for you as well. Uh, Jack White, and then he's the utility on the bench at 14. Uh, look, Gutho, and, Gutho if, if there's injuries or whatever or suspension, mm. Gutho is floating around on the periphery and, and he's, you, he's there. He mightn't be on this this list, but he's well 
in the mind of, of Freddie, you know. Are you and happy having two out-and-out hookers who won't go anywhere else and carrying a second hooker in Coruscant? I know he's he's outstanding, but he could he? I can't see him really playing anywhere else. No, no, he's, he's an out-and-out hooker. He, he could fill in the halves if at a pinch if you mm. need to. Um, mm, yeah, no. So look, look, forget the eight, forget the floaters. Let's yeah. just talk about yeah, the, seven, the seventeen. The seventeen. I'm I'm happy with that. Uh, Daniel Tupo, yeah, maybe a bit unlucky, but I'm I'm all for Brian Toto getting a chance. Um, he's really lit up the competition. People love seeing this 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 stocky young man play. Mm. Uh, who else? Who else? As I said, Cody Walker probably can feel a bit unlucky. I, th- I think Cody can feel. Like he was a bit snubbed. What by, can by what, what can uh, Jack White and do that Cody can't do? Mm. Uh, Other than play more positions, well, it's probably it's probably the difference maker in the end. But then we were saying we'd put Pappenhausen as the fourteen if he was fit. Yeah, he would be, and he's not as mm. versatile as Jack, even if he is in much better form. Oh, Pap could cover any outside back position. Easily and five eight at a print. You a reckon? Pin. Yeah, yeah, I reckon he could. Anyway, no, so that's good. That's good. Mm. Uh, haven't got any problems with that. So five Panthers, uh, Cleary and uh, Luai, uh, partnering of course in uh, six and seven. Three players on debut. Um, six changes uh, from the team that lost last year's series. And and the other, the other, um, the other point to note would be the Blues team. Um, both centres playing out of position. Uh, Tommy Turbo and Latrell Mitchell, both fullbacks for their respective clubs, playing in the centres. Let us know what your thoughts are. That text line again, 0457 736 736. And it's coming up to five minutes to 10 o'clock. Nice to have your company here on SEN 1170, higher ground. Uh, me, Chris Warren, as you just heard, and with the mad Russian over there, Alexis. And uh, we'll take you through up until around about midnight. What's wrong with you, Alexis? Alexis. Oh, Alexi, pop. Alexi, you're, you're a rust, rusty. female name. Is it? Alexis, absolutely. Well, aren't you gender neutral? Are you in, are you with that mob these days? <laughs> no, 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 I'm not. I'm not. Hey, listen, we're going to keep talking origin. Um, who's been unlucky? Who's not? What do you think of the origin squads? Get those texts coming through 0457 736 736. You also might like to um, send through your Rocketman points. Your three nominees from last weekend from round 12. Which were the three most influential players in your opinion over the weekend three players they get three two and one and we'll, we'll give out the rocket man awards and your texts will actually influence who i go with let me just tell you that your texts will influence my decision later on tonight and they will we'll give you an update on the uh, the rocket man leaderboard the rocket man of course is uh sen 1170's higher ground uh, equivalent to dally m awards really yes. That's about right, isn't it? Well, the whole station have their own, but we've yeah, you know, but this we've blows we've, them yeah. away. This this award, the prestige. Have they anyone got Elton John coming in no. to present the award? No, no. Why? Because this is bigger than big. This is bigger at Dally M Awards. Mm. They are watching and listening on with interest, wondering how the hell we secured Elton John for naming rights and to present the award at the end of the year. Mm. You think I'm joking? I'm telling no, you. No, it's a great get. Envy. Great get. Envy. Now, listen, uh, the NRL and New South Wales Rugby League Hall of Fame uh, has had another few players added to it tonight um, at the True Blues evening. 
uh, at the Star Casino. So this release has just come out from the New South Wales Rugby League. Uh, Billy Smith, the Dragons great, the half Billy Smith, Brett Kenny, uh, Parramatta oh, wow. Eels bird, who we had on here a couple of weeks ago, and Glenn Lazarus have all been unveiled as the latest inductees into the New South Wales Rugby League Hall of Fame uh, during the annual True Blues dinner uh, tonight down there at the Star. So this will be pretty much the last time that, you know the, the players are, are out en masse um, with the public and I guess they'll you know, be able to let their hair down a little bit tonight within reason uh, and they'll have their first training session tomorrow, the Blues, at, at Coogee Oval. Uh, 470 guests uh, there at Piermont. Uh, so Lazarus... Kenny and Billy Smith uh, inducted. So uh, well done to all three. Uh, um, I didn't see Billy, but uh, he was part of that great, uh, great Dragons team that won 11 straight through the, uh, what was it, 56 through to 66. I think mm. it might have been around about yep. then. Billy wasn't involved in all of those. I'm sure he would have been on the, on the, the back end of it. But um, a, a really good player, played with the uh, Kangaroos as well. I didn't see him. Obviously, obviously I saw Glenn Lazarus winning premierships at three different clubs. The first to do that, I think I'm right in saying. Um, and I think there's only maybe one other player. I'm just saying who has won three premierships at three different clubs. Has been done, hasn't it? Has been done. Or maybe it hasn't. Maybe it hasn't. I think it has. Uh, we'll get our listeners to, uh, it's probably dog's balls actually, um, right there in front of us. It should stand out, but it isn't at the moment. So, yeah, well done to... Uh, Glenn Lazarus, Brett Kenny, uh, great for him, and Billy Smith as well. Um, keep the text coming through. Uh, this one here from um, Cheers Rowdy from uh, Victoria. Uh, good evening, lads. How's the storm? How are they going to handle the origin period without Munster, Grant, Addo Carr, Christian Welch? Yeah. Um, and it would have been without Pappenhausen too if he was fit. Mm. Uh, it's a good point. Now, listen, I would like to, and I probably should already know this, uh, Rowdy. Um, I need to actually work out the dates of all three origins and then the dates of the Melbourne games because they should be floating around them. And, and what they would have tried to do was have as minimal impact to Melbourne Storm as possible, knowing that they would have had a few key players selected in that uh, group, like Penrith, okay? So they've got five uh, yes, they'll be missing for this Friday night's game, I think it is, Correct. against West Tigers. But then the next two games that Penrith play, I'm pretty sure I'm right in saying they'll be after origin. So, i.e., players will be able to back up a couple of days later, etc. And I think the same might be able to be said for Melbourne. Um, I'll look into that in the next break for you, Rowdy, and I'll, I'll give you some more uh, some more certain information about that and how Melbourne Storm might be affected. The Queensland team, as I said before, there's a, there's a few question marks still around them, aren't there? So, um, and I'm going to chat to uh, Steve Renoff a bit later on. Uh, we'll get his opinion about the Queensland team. Look, the biggest the biggest grey cloud of uncertainty is around Kalen Ponga. Mm. Hasn't played for a few weeks. Uh now, normally, as I said earlier tonight in that sort of intro opener, we always get this around origin. It's always around Queensland. Daily Cherry Evans injured or Billy's carrying an injury or Cameron's uncertain or back in the day it was Cooper. There's always someone, you know. Um, and oftentimes we down here believe it's a bit of a smokescreen. Probably nine times out of ten it is because they're all liars, those Queenslanders. <laughs> and um, But on this occasion... 
there's hard evidence that these players are in doubt because as much as they say that Cameron Munster has declared himself right to go, he's been out with a foot injury for a few weeks. Now, you were telling me about this, the, what do they call it, the... He's Ian got Frank or Li- Frank? Liz Frank, Liz, Liz Frank, Liz Frank. It's called a Liz Frank injury and any sort of foot injury where your metatarsal is sort of dislocated from the tarsal or the main mm. foot bone, they call it a Liz Frank injury. The only reason I know so much about this is because it ended my career. Right. I didn't have much of a career. That's what very also unfair to you. No, what also ended my career like was that. the fact that I was only an average player and no one wanted to sign me, but it was on the back of a Liz Frank injury, yeah. which pretty much that was it for me. I did that at the Wacker playing for Western Reds right. with Mick Potter, who we're going to chat to later on as well. Uh, and I was gone. Never came back again to be the same player. Didn't have the same, not that I was quick, but I didn't have any speed off or explosion off the mark. It took me almost a year to get up on the ball of my foot. Right. On my left foot where I did the injury. But obviously these days I got. So uh, why is it called that? Why is it called Liz Frank? Liz okay, Frank. so the story there, well, I was just, just going to say that it, took, it so ruined my Ruin career. Really, really yep. serious injury. But there's a lot more technology around now and, and the sports it science. It doesn't and they, do it anymore. Well, I think it still probably can mm. if it's bad enough. Absolutely. Abby Coruscant did it last year. Of or course. Was it last year? Or was it just year before? Before he left Manly. Anyway, he's bounced mm. back, right? So mm. it hasn't had a long term effect with him but certainly can. So Liz Frank, and we're getting off the subject here, but it's related, mm. so we can do what we want. It's our mm. show, right? There's no rules? Yeah. Yeah. Li- Li- and, you know, it's, I'm interested. Yeah, cool. It's five past ten almost. Liz Frank was Napoleon's surgeon. Right. The Napoleonic Wars, right? Mm. 1800s, blah, 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 whenever they were. A lot of soldiers that were in the cavalry would be dislodged from their horse and their foot would be caught in the stirrup. Oh, yes. So this surgeon was noticing a lot of these soldiers or horsemen, they were getting their feet gangrenous with, with yeah, from, from that dislocated bone in their foot, stopping the blood supply. So this surgeon, his name was um, Liz Frank San Martin, I think it was. He would then decapitate or amputate rather the end of the foot at the, at that main joint where the metatarsals join. And that is now known as the Liz Frank joint. Right. So back then, he would save lives. He'd just chop them off. Mm. He'd chop all the, the toes off at that joint, Liz Frank. So Napoleon surgeon, Liz Frank, back to Cameron Munster. Will go. he play? Very well done. Went round in circles oh, there. Right. But we got there. Mm. So question mark. Question yeah? mark. And Napoleon surgeon, Liz Frank, would also be saying question mark. Whether in his Cameron grave right now. Keep his foot. <laughs> Question mark whether Cam Munster should keep his foot. <laughs> That's what Surgeon Liz Frank, Napoleon Surgeon, would be saying now. Do we, Paul Green, and do we, uh, Craig Bellamy, do we decapitate? Or do we keep the toes? Mm-hmm. But is he going to play for Origin 1? That's the main thing that Surgeon Liz Frank would be concerned about, mm-hmm. as would be the head doctor in the Queensland camp. Okay, he's saying he is. Harry Grant's saying he's ready as well. Good as gold. You can say you're ready, Harry, but you haven't played for three weeks either. And let me tell you, you might think, and just ask Tommy Turbo, you might think you're ready with a hamstring injury, and there's only one way to find out. Mm. Sprinting down the corso. That's it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> or have we got a, um, a tile sponsor? Uh, Beaumont's. Beaumont Tiles. Mm. They now do an anti-slip turbo grip tile, Beaumont Tiles. And 
they are installing them all around the northern beaches. It's it's the latest thing. So, Harry, if you want a new bathroom, new shower, Beaumont Tiles Turbo Anti-Slide. Get it installed, Beaumont Tiles, and you can call them here or we'll put you in touch with Beaumont Tiles, Harry Grant. Hamstring, let's hope you're okay and let's hope it doesn't come a cropper in Origin 1. Felice Kafusi, did he trip or didn't he trip? Will he get off? Won't he get off? Well, Have you Paul, seen it? Paul Green was saying uh, yesterday during the announcement that he didn't even fall over. The guy he was tripping. Is that a prerequisite? Don't care. If I break into a bank, a... I, if I break into a bank with a balaclava on and a gun and I hold them up, but don't escape with any money, is that still a robbery? It's good, not a robbery, question. but it's still illegal. Yeah. Mm. Attempt, I don't know. So I, I don't attempted know. robbery. Intent. Yeah. Attempted robbery. So it's an attempted trip. Is an attempted trip a trip? Mm. If he doesn't fall, is it a trip? If you did a bad job at executing the trip, sure. Mm. We could be opening. Yeah, we might have to get Greg McCallum on. <laughs> on maybe not tonight because he'd be asleep. On Wednesday. Wednesday. Mm. If he doesn't fall over, how can it be a trip? Mm. Like if you jump on a plane, right, and go overseas expecting to land at Heathrow but you land back here at Mascot, is that a trip? Is that an overseas trip? <laughs> and you've paid $2,500 for your ticket to London, but you, you land back here in Mascot. Is that a trip? Yeah. Anyway, um, she's a tell you what we're Pong, talking. Pong is groin. That's Pooh the last one. Hmm? Yeah. Pong is groin. Pong. Yeah. Um, well, have you, I don't d- know. have you done a groin? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I was going to ask you. You're the, you seem to be the king of injuries. Have I done so. a Mark Coin? Mm. I've had my Mark Coin reattached. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, Dr. Neil, Dr. Neil Halpin. Oh, fantastic. Cut me open. He was the Parramatta surgeon. There you go. Uh, cut me open down there. I was asleep. Mm. Uh, I reattached it. it. Okay, so. It, it wasn't good. Not fun. No, but and I played again. I, mm. it, it's only a minor bit of surgery. But it's one of those ones. Bit like hamstring, you don't really know when it's ready to go again. It's do you? a funny one. It's not funny at all, actually. It's a weird one. The groin. It's not like a. It's it's just like a numb sort of pain every step you're trying to run. You haven't got full strength, and you right. just got a tiny little microscopic tear where the groin, well, whatever it's called, attaches. attaches. Mm. And uh, yeah, it plagued me for a number of years. They called me Umi. Hmm. All my leg, all my arm, all my hamstring, all my groin, all my shoulder. Yeah. Are you listening to Higher Ground? Where is Sydney? That's it, Queensland. Silver Fiji? That's it, Queensland. Where is Bowerville? That's it, Queensland. Queensland's everywhere. Queensland's everywhere. Yeah, it certainly is, and particularly this time of the year. And now it's time to talk all things Rugby League north of the border. And we do that thanks to Deadly Choices. Now, Deadly Choices aims to empower uh, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people towards a healthier, happier life by eating healthy, exercising daily and eradicating sugar, smokes and alcohol. And uh, one of their ambassadors, a spokesman for Deadly Choices, is Queensland legend Steve Renoff, who joins us each and every week. Steve, thanks for joining us, champ, again on uh, higher ground. Hey, firstly, though, before we talk footy, um, a big day for you guys and Deadly Choices. Yeah, we uh, it's well no tobacco day, and um, we, we obviously do a lot of work there in, in smoking cessation with our community, and we've been doing that now for for eleven years, over 11, well, you know, going on eleven years. So. 
it is a big thing, and uh, we got we got a great announcement too. Uh, just just got announced. So the, the World Health Organization, um, we we won a award um, for the the World Health Organization around smoking cessation and and what we do as daily choices, uh, especially on today's like today. So uh, that's that's all credit to everyone involved and and to be giving. Uh, yeah, award as an Indigenous health organisation in the worldwide um, scheme of things is massive. That's brilliant. That's brilliant news. It, it's obvious you guys are doing uh, a heap of good work, and mate, we, we uh, any any small bit we can do to help, we're, we're certainly happy to do that, mate. Um, the weekend then, Indigenous Round. It's been happening for a number of years now. The NRL and. Um, you're obviously a lot closer to it than I am, but for, for, from my point of view, the NRL appeared to do a really good job at all the games. Yeah, they do. And I, you know, I was asked today, you know, what, what was my favourite part of, of of the Indigenous round? And it's, it's just the fact that they do it and they acknowledge that. And um, we we didn't have too much of that um, when or when we played. But no. the, the work that the NRL do now around Indigenous round, recognising ex-Indigenous players, current players... And what they do for the community, it has a, has a massive effect, and that, that effect on the community. So mm. the, I know our Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people really enjoy this round. That there's recognition mm. um, for the culture uh, and of the of the players that are playing. It is good, and and it does it just it drives awareness because yeah, and I've got young kids as well, and they love their footy, love their rugby league, hardly miss a game each week, and in fact they probably watch more than I do. But you know they they, they they look at the the indigenous jerseys and um, my oldest boy um, he's eleven or he's twelve he said Dad can I get one of those and that was the manly jersey and I said yeah. well yeah you you can and they sort of said yeah, it promotes the discussion of it all what's it all about Dad and you know they hear the didgeridoos and it, it just it, it it sparks the conversation yeah. so it certainly I think is is definitely doing a good thing in achieving that on the footy front but. Um, your old Broncos, sadly, they came crashing back, back to earth against Melbourne. Melbourne had a number of their players missing again. And, and to be honest, they weren't crash up Melbourne, but you guys uh, were pretty pretty ordinary. Yeah, we just didn't step up across the park. I, I remember I went to the game and uh, there was just, you know, just some soft tries. Their defence just wasn't there. And, and Melbourne just took took advantage. And Nick Hine obviously, uh, stood up again. Um you know, it'd be great if we could sign someone like him. He, you know, he, he, he's he's become this. I don't know with the ball player, but he, he he's doing so well at the moment that we we were just lacking across the park, to be honest. Because it was just it was one of those nights that you just want to forget. And you know, we've had a couple of them, and it was a shame that we couldn't back up our performance from the week before. We seem to mention uh, this fellow's name each week, Anthony Milford. He was given a reprieve and brought back into the team. Um... But I'm just not sure. I'm just not sure what Kevy's going to do for the rest of the season. Well, mate, to be honest, I, I think um, I, I can, I'm not sure for the rest of the season. I don't think by the end of the season uh, we'll, we'll see Anthony in a Broncos jersey again. Um, I, I think, honestly, they're, they're, they're spending a bit of his uh, budget that, that you know they'll have uh, on the players that they're signed at the moment. So... You know, it doesn't all go well for him. I mean, you know, Kevy will, will gives him a shot, and um, it's just he's, he's obviously his head's not in the right space. I mean, you know, sometimes you can get that back, and he, he's he's had a couple of good little runs and had a, you know a couple of good games, but it's just not consistent enough. And he's got to want that ball in his hand. It just doesn't seem to be happening for him. Mm. 
Gold Coast Titans, and we've mentioned this before more than once this year, uh, they appear to be the model of inconsistency. Yes, and once again, you know, they, they, they've come out and I, you know, they they, they show, but they just they just weren't up to it. Um, they were, you know, a little bit lacklustre as well. They just, yeah, they just, uh, they go in and out of games. I mean, they, they, they let a lot of points out and they just couldn't crawl back, to be honest. And, um, you know, look, uh, I think um, that's what the coach has got to look at. You know, Justin Holrook, it's, um, he just, they just got a solid... If they can get their heads right across the board, uh, they'll be okay. I mean, we all know they can attack, and we talk about this every week. But um, it, that discipline and, and defence wins games, and that that all comes from their head. I mean, when they're on, they're on. But unfortunately, they're just not showing enough at the moment. Crazy old game uh, at the weekend in Townsville, and uh, <laughs> the Warriors. The Warriors came storming back, uh, and they probably should have won it. They had opportunities, but uh, the Cowboys made the most of it. And Valentine Holmes, I think that drop goal, I think it's still in orbit somewhere. Oh, I know. What about that? It was it was amazing. Uh, you know, they, they come back and, um, you know, th- there was a great try scored and that, that leveled the, the scores. And, um, look, you got you got to give it to, to the Cowboys. You know, they're, they're, they're scraping in these wins. But, um, uh, you know, they've had a couple now. They beat the Broncos the same way. and uh, But that kick from Val Holmes, that was special. Uh, that really was. And, um, I, I, you, as I said, you've got to give it to the, to them and their coach. So they're doing a great job. They're scraping the win. They're inside the eight at the moment on four and against. So they're, they're, I think they're in seventh. And um, I know there's a lot of teams on the same points around them, but uh, they're in there and they, they, you know, they can only get better. And I, I just think that they're playing some good footy. You'd have to expect, uh, given uh, Origin One now is being played in Townsville, confirmed that is that would uh, that will have a I would have thought a rub on or a knock on effect with the with the Cowboys and rugby league in Townsville. Uh, a good move, I'm sure you you're behind that. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, that was great um, when that was announced today, and uh, you yeah, know everyone was on the edge, hoping that would happen. It's the first time a regional uh, city or community that that has received an Origin and. They're going to put on a great show there, the crowd, and it's going to be a full house. And you know that, that, that's good for Queensland. They've got a you know got a sprinkling of um, obviously Cowboys players in the team as well. So you know all, all credit to whoever involved for, for getting that game. And you know Townsville, that's something for North Queensland to look forward to. They're going to be coming from everywhere. Mm. What do you make of the team, buddy? Uh, Origin and, and just with that with that Townsville venue. I mean, you'll do anything to try and steer the series uh, your way again. So. Two games in Queensland, just the one in New South Wales. Uh, the team itself, the worst team in 40 years last year, won the unwinnable, se- <laughs> won the un- unwinnable series. Um, I'm looking through this side. What do we got? Just the one Brisbane Broncos player, Xavier yeah. Coates. How things have changed, huh? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. It's, it's the way it is at the moment. It, it is a shame, uh, but that's the way it is. You know, Quite a few former Broncos. Yeah, a lot of a lot of former Broncos, obviously. Uh, they just happen to be playing for other clubs, but um, you know, and that, that's that's been the way things have been. But look, this team will perform. Um, they'll, they'll love it. Uh, Paul Green uh, will have him up for it. He's got he's got a you know, good coaching crew around. He's got Jonathan Thurston and uh, Neil Henry there, and I think Neil Henry's a, a real bonus. Um, mm-hmm. He was obviously part of that last year. And look, they'd really got to take advantage of this uh, two Queensland venue um, advantage and. You know, I think Greeny just needs to go into the game and have these boys enjoying their footy. And even if we do get beaten in the first one, we got we got the following in Brisbane. 
um, just be upbeat and keep these boys upbeat because you know they can pull out the performance that can mm. get them over the line. Dane Gagai's pulled out a big performance. You can tell it's origin time when he starts playing well, hey? And you know all about playing centre for Queensland. Oh, exactly. Yeah, I love it because he, uh, he really pumped up. He got, a, he got a, a triple on the weekend. And that's what we want from Dane because you know what he's going to give. He gives 100%. He, he's won that medal a few times. And, you know, I just love... When I, when I watch origin these days, I love watching Dane Gagai because he just, he just gives 100% and he rips in. Are you concerned, given there are a number of players, but more so key players in key positions under a, an injury cloud. I mean, we always hear this about Queenslanders and yeah. and someone's underdone or whatever. I mean, but I don't think this is a smoke screen. We know Kalen Ponga hasn't played for a number of weeks with that groin injury. Likewise, Cameron Munster with that foot injury. Harry Grant, likewise, with the hamstring injury. Now, they're both expected to play Munster and, and Grant. Ponga, I'm not so sure. Then you've also got... Um, Felice Cafusi, he's got to get Cafusi. off his get off the judiciary tomorrow night. Um, and then AJ Brimson, if Ponga is out, you'd probably expect he'll go to fullback. But he came up with a, a knee knee problem at the weekend as well. Yeah. He's got a bit of a joint bruising there, I think, which he's had before. I heard I heard um, his coach Justin Holbrook talking about it. It didn't sound that great coming from the coach. That um, so, but I I must say when I look at the other three that are injured and. I think if they're picked, mm. I think they're certainties, to be honest. I think I think you'll get the majority of that group playing. And, you know, look, it doesn't matter with Harry Grant. I mean, it, you, you, the, big, the good thing with these boys, they're putting on that maroon jersey. They won't let the, they won't let the side down uh, and they won't, they won't play if they know they're not going to give 80 minutes. And that, that's the thing, or they can give 80 minutes. So I'm confident that uh, these boys in the squad, they'll be there. Better squad or worse squad than last year? I, I reckon it's the same, same, to be honest. Yeah. And, that, and that's the thing with, 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 with this squad. Um, at the moment, we, we got this, you know, on paper, you, you'd, you'd just say New South Wales are, you know, they're, they're a shoe-in. But um, it oh, just doesn't turn happen it up. that way. Turn Oregon. it up, Steve. <laughs> I know where you're going now. You want to st- yeah. you, please. I mean, have a look at the squad. I think it's, it is very similar to last year. And uh, we'll yes, have to wait is. and see with those, with those key players. But then you've got Kyle Felt, Reid Marnie, Cohen Hess. If they do need yeah. to come into the squad, you're not going to lose too much um, with any of those, those boys, I wouldn't have thought. No. Mate, we'll leave it there. I know you got a, it's a busy time for you, and uh, well done again on that that award from the uh, World Health Organization today with all yeah, the work that you do uh, with Deadly Choices. And, and as always, thanks for joining us, mate, on Higher Ground. No worries. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate it. And you're listening to Higher Ground. It's Monday night, 29 past 10. You might be wondering why we're playing Elton John Rocketman. Well, there's a very good reason for that. Well, there's two reasons, in fact. Make it three. It's a very good song. I happen to like it. And it is the theme song for our equivalent of the Dally M Awards. It's the the Rocketman Awards. We give a 3-2-1 each weekend. And we've had 12 rounds and uh, three players have received points each in every round. And uh, later in the program tonight, before we go off air, we will give you the Rocketman leaderboard. But I am asking you to play along at home. 
if you can send me a text now. 0457 736 736. Which three players should we give three, two, and one points for for the weekend? Uh, I threw out some nominations there earlier. Uh, who else do you think played well? I thought Joey Manu was great. Dane Gagai, Dane Laurie, Nico Hines, Daniel Serfiti, plenty of others as well. And my official allocation of points tonight, it has to be made tonight, will be influenced by you at home. Okay? So you're having a real involvement, interaction with us. Okay? Send me those texts through, three, two, and one, the Rocketman points, and uh, we'll award them tonight, and we'll also give you uh, an updated leaderboard. Uh, one other segment in the program on a Monday night is, well, if Rocketman's up there for things that are good, this award is down there for things that are a bit poo-poo. <laughs> Talking of ducks and duck poo, I was at my, my young bloke's game this afternoon, a schoolboy school football game. Now, on the sidelines, the cricket pitch of the uh, the, the school oval, mm. the, the footy field, there's duck poo everywhere. Got some on my shoes. Mm. A couple of the little kids were playing with their um, matchbox toys on the cricket pitch, and they had to dodge the duck poo. Ooh. Anyway, wood duck of the week. <laughs> wood duck of the week. Wood uh, movement off the seam? Yes. Off the poo? <sighs> Oh, I was going to say, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You can't use that word, though, can you? Yeah, off the poo. Anyway, listen, uh, Wood Duck of the Week, it's for someone, a player, a fan, could be someone in the media, could be an official that's done something a bit dumb or a bit silly, a bit stupid, and uh, we nominate them for Wood Duck of the Week, and they have to wear the, the Wood Duck mask. It's a Daffy Duck Pull that out of there. Pull that out of the box. Yeah, but where's the box? Is it in the box? Yeah, give it here. It's this mask here. It looks absolutely hideous. Daffy Duck mask, and it's sort of a glitter all over it, purple. It looks hideous. You've got to wear it for at least a few days around the office or at the training ground, and then they send it back uh, here to our office in North Sydney. Um, it's all COVID-proofed and everything. We dust it off and do all that, don't we? Like with yeah, the yeah. sanitizer, it's very and stuff. hygienic. Yeah. yeah, so we've had no complaints from no. Uh, who Henry Perinara won it. Mm-hmm. What? Why? Why did he win it? Oh, he was the bunker official that didn't send any players off. Uh, Ryan Madison and Felice Cafusi incident yes, was that's it? That's right. Yep. Yep. So he got it for that. Uh, Justin Olam got it. Melbourne Storm centre uh, played the ball the facing east west. Mm. He got it for that. I got it. One week. Saying the Tigers had Buckleys and none. I took it home and my kids played bust, with it. Played, busted the elastic strap. We had to send it off to Mr. Minute, I think I took it to, to get it fixed up. Yeah, why was that? Because, yeah, okay. I tipped against West Tigers and they got up. Mm. Who else has had the award given to them? Anyway, you get the gist of it. Yes. You get the gist. And uh, tonight's Rocket Man, or this week's Rocket Man Award, just before we go to Rocket Man, mm. we're going Wood Duck. I mean Wood Duck. I should be. Just before <laughs> we go Wood Duck. Shot. Just before we go Wood Duck. Yep. In terms of tipping, and you mentioned my tips there a couple few weeks ago, where I got the Wood Duck of the Week award for saying that West Tigers had Buckleys and no chance of beating mm. whoever it was, <laughs> and they won. How'd you go on the tipping this week? Five out of eight. Oh, another Wally. Five. Wally Lewis. Yeah. Five eight. Five eight. You got Wally Not last bad. week. Yeah, I got Wally last week too. So. Bert last week, Wally this week. 
That's right. Brett Kenny. Uh, five out of eight. That's pretty How'd good. Go? It was a difficult weekend. How'd you go? Me? Mm. Olsen. Olsen Filipina. He was a 5'8 as well. <laughs> you won't remember him. No. Oh, had legs like tree trunks. Ooh. Olsen. Yeah. What other big five? So eights? I got 5'8, five, yeah. 5 out of 8 as well. I want to go through them quickly before we go back to Wood Duck. Okay, I will then. I'll play along. Don't worry, you stay there. Uh, Broncos, Storm. We both got Storm. Tick? Yep. You did? Yep. You, you hesitated then? No, no, no. I had Storm. Yep. Uh, Cowboys, Warriors. I tipped the Warriors. I had the Warriors as well. Both missed out there. Yep. Thanks to Valentine. Yes. Uh, West Tigers, Dragons. I had West. I had West Tigers. We got that one. Oof. Panthers, Bulldogs. We both had Panthers. Yep. We go over the page. Rabbitohs, Eels. Rabbits. Oh, you're going good. I had eels. There you go. Roosters, Raiders. Roosters. Yeah, I had roosters. Well, where have you gone wrong? Uh, sharks, Titans. Titans. Bow, bow. I had sharks. Mm. Oh, and Manly Knights. Manly. You had Manly. Mm. Yeah, so did I. Mm. So we both got. I was going eight. well till Sunday. Very well. We both got uh, Luis. Jerome Luis. <laughs> what? 5 8. Lorries. Dailies. Yeah, I like that one. Freddy's. Freddy's, yeah. Yeah. Benji's. B. Marshall's. Yeah. 5'8". Uh, hi, Chris. My rocket points go to... Are we doing rocket now? We're doing that later. But well, I want to read... Just, yeah, okay, great, rocket man points. Sorry, Darren from Macquarie Fields. Uh, thanks, buddy, for getting involved with the show. Uh, three, Nico Hines. Yeah. yeah. Two, Dane Gagai. One, Sean Johnson. Good. Hey, guess what, Darren? You have influenced my decision-making tonight, mm. putting them in the memory bank, and uh, thank you for that. The text line, if you'd like to join, Darren, give us your rocket man points from the weekend, 0457-736-736. Getting us back on track. We're doing the Wood Duck of the Week Award. So you've got the general gist. Do you say gist or gist? Gist. So do I. Some people say gist. That's wrong. Goose. Geese. This is wood duck, not wood, not goose of the week. Mm. It used to be goose of the week where we were out at Magpies. Mm. And the goose of the week would have to wear a pink singlet, um, yeah. which was fine these days. But yeah. back then it was a bit, yeah, yeah. yeah. 20 years ago. Upon. I don't know why. I like pink. Yeah. I can pull we, off pink. What are you wearing? You're wearing like a mauve. Yeah. It's tonight? almost an off pink tonight. Yeah, yeah mauve. Very nice. I think it's mauve. Put that up. Well, is it mauve? Might put that up on social media and ask the audience what colour that is. Cerise? Mauve? Purple? That's no, not quite it's not purple, purple. Is it? no, no, it's, it's not purple. Lavender? Lavender, that's, mm. yes, good. Mm. It's lavender. Yeah. I can pull off I, pink I'm or lavender. I'm a fan of it, yeah. You don't mind it? No, I'm, I'm a fan. I don't love the V-necks, but. Oh, I do. I won't wear yeah. anything but V-necks. Oh, there you go. T-shirt too. I hate round necks. Oh, well, I'm wearing one tonight, but I don't like round necks. Hate them. I'm the opposite. Anyway, wood ducks. Problems I go through so many of these V-necks. That's why I get cheapies from Just Jeans. They're only 15 bucks. But then I get zinc on them because I swim every day. I get zinc on them. I'm going to throw them out. Can't get it out. You know zinc. You can't get zinc out. Mm. Anyway, sorry. We do digress. Uh, What are we doing? Wood duck of the week. Wood duck of the week. Okay. Righto. So let me paint the scene. A couple of weeks ago at Magic Round or a few weeks ago, the NRL came down very heavily with the thing now known as the high tackle crackdown. Yes. Correct. We all know about it. And if you don't know about it, you've been living on Mars or somewhere. Correct. Okay, it's been everywhere. Now, about, oh, I don't know, six, seven weeks ago, there was a player who was handed a five-week suspension. He plays for Canterbury, and uh, I can't recall what it was for, but he's had a lot of run-ins with the law. The Rugby League 
Marshalls. I mean, mm. he's got a very long record of suspensions and charges over the years. And he plays for Canterbury. He used to play for Penrith, but joined Canterbury. Anyway, anyway, I sit down and I watch the Canterbury-Penrith game with my young boys at the weekend. Mm. Now, before the game kicks off, I, they're running out. Mm. I said to my boys, see this fella here? This fella here has been sidelined, got suspended for five weeks. For, mm. I think it was a high tackle. It was. It was a swinging arm, I remember now. Can't remember who, who it was on. Doesn't really matter. Valentine Holmes. Yeah, it was too. Uh, I said, he's been out for five weeks. Uh, as you well know, boys, there's now a high tackle crackdown. Now, how many players are there in the NRL playing each weekend? 272. Of the 272 players, I think there would have been one player out of the 272 who would have been on high alert mm. given his record. And given what has happened since he last played rugby league, and I would have thought he would have been on his very best behaviour. One person out of 272, he had more reason than any of the 271 other players to be more ultra-cautious. Yes. yes. What was your word there? Concerned. Concerned, reserved, yes. Um, so I said to my young boys, just keep an eye on this bloke because I'm not sure how this is going to turn out because this guy's a firebrand. The rules have now changed or the... Punishments have now changed from when he was last sent from the field. Mm. Anyway, anyway, the match is one or two minutes old. Bang. Out comes the red dust, the red smoke. I can see it already. Penalised on report. A few minutes later, boom. Same again. And this time I thought, he's going to go. But the rules must have changed from week to week because he stayed out there. His name is Jack Hetherington. Mm. And Jack Hetherington, my dear boy, Mad Rusky, is, without doubt, this week's Wood Duck of the Week. And well-deserved. Now, you have done some research. Just a little bit. Just to back up where we're coming from here. If anyone's out there, Canterbury supporters, saying, oh, come on, you've been a bit harsh on Jack. Have a listen to this. So, 2018, he's entered the league. Yep. He's played 30 games. 30 games. Game he's played he's, since, how many? since 2018. 18, 19, 20, 21. This is fourth season. Fourth season. He's played for three clubs. Played oh, who was so, with before so Penrith? With Penrith. Went out on loan to the Warriors. Uh-huh. You remember when they yes, were looking for yes, players? Yes, yes, Did the right thing. And then has gone to Canterbury mm. in the meantime. Last week he got, uh, last year he got done four weeks. The fourth season, the, how many games? Uh, he's played 30 games. Only 30. Missed right four on. weeks just last season for a high tackle on Manly's Marty Tapao, which was a good old-fashioned coat hanger as oh, well. I remember that, yes. He has missed 26 weeks of football. Oh, so he's only he's played 30, played 30 and missed games, 26. He's missed 26 for si- in over oh, six well, suspensions. One week, one, one week on, one week off. <laughs> they do that in the mines. I've got a mate who works out in the mines. He cooks for about well, 500 maybe miners. Maybe Jack should be going out and working. No, I'm not saying. Because he's and very he talented, Hetherington. Well, so is my, my mate. He's a very good cook. Just yeah. He does one week on, one week off. And like now Jack. Trent Barrett is a close runner-up because he said if it wasn't Jack Hetherington, nothing would have been said. Nothing would have been done. Oh, now listen, listen. About the two I like Trent. Trent's a mate of mine. I like Trent. I think that is absolute. You know what? Have you got that audio from Trent anywhere? I haven't. Well, you haven't. No. Why not? <laughs> 
Did Trent really say that? He really said that. In so the he press said, it, "Look, it was it was because his name's Jack Hetherington. They're yeah. they're looking at, yeah. at him. Oh, come on, Trent. Turn no, it turn turn it up. Turn it up, Trent Barrett. And Jack Hetherington is this week's Wood Duck of the Week. Three minutes to eleven o'clock. Thanks for all those texts that have been coming through tonight. We read the Rocket Man points three, two, and one. Three, two, and one for the uh, the Rocket Mans, and we'll give that out before we go off air tonight. I believe. I think we will. We'll try and do that as well uh, officially. Who we think the most three influential players were uh, over the weekend, and uh, I'll try and get to these texts as well before we go. Uh, read the Melbourne Storm. Uh, this one earlier from Rowdy, and I said I'd get back to you. So here I am uh, holding up my end. Uh, evening, lads. How's the Storm going to handle the Origin period without Munster, Grant, Addo, Carr, Welch, etc.? Um, well, I've looked through the schedule, okay? So you've got the three Origin matches, Wednesday 9th of June. Then there's the Sunday 27th of June. Then the Wednesday 14th of July. Melbourne Storm's games around them. So over that six-week period, there are only two weeks where Melbourne will be fully affected by Origin representation. So that'll be uh, Saturday the 5th of June. Uh, when you play the Titans, you'll be without your full complement. You then play the Warriors Sunday the 13th. Well, players will be able to back up for that one. Then you play West Tigers on Saturday 19th of June, so you'll miss your origin players for that. The next game's against the Roosters on Thursday 1st of July. You'll have your players able to back up for that one. The next weekend, you have the bye, so you're not affected there. And then the following weekend uh, is uh, against Newcastle the 17th of July, so three days after the last origin. So you'll have your players back up there. So just two out of the six weeks, Melbourne Storm players would be affected. And I think for most of the clubs, you know, they're juggling around that. So certainly not um, affected too much, uh, like Penrith as well. Now, the other big news story, uh, in not just Origin today, is, is this talk about players revolting um, and a player revolt uh, trying to remove Peter Volandis as head of the ARL Commission. I've got to say, when I first heard uh, stories of this, uh, I raised eyebrows, I scratched my head thinking, well, hang on a second. Isn't this the bloke that's pretty much saved rugby league last year? Um, that is being seen as a pioneer at the forefront of, uh, of the COVID fight and so many good things Peter Volandis has done. Yes, I do understand the frustration right throughout the game at this recent head impact crackdown, the way it was uh, brought in, and probably the lack of consultation. That's what the players have got their nose out of joint about most, a lack of consultation before these new interpretations or punishments were, were brought in. Uh, but we've heard in recent days that there is a, well, I won't say a groundswell of support for the removal of the head of the ARL Commission, but there are certainly moves afoot. Now, uh, today, I believe it was on this station, uh, Andrew Webster from the Sydney Morning Herald, he spoke about uh, certain players that had approached him to look into the finer detail of the Rugby League constitution. I've had more than a few players in the last few days on Friday contact me, not from the Roosters, but from other clubs, asking me how the constitution works to remove the chairman. Now, I have to say I have never, ever, in more my years of covering this game, had players asking me how the Constitution works. I just think the players um, reflect some of the frustration with the way, one, the crackdown's going, the blowouts, the injuries, you know, the, the, the difference between attack and defence. I think there's a level of disillusionment in the game that's there. Whether it's right or wrong or how the players go uh, uh, about it is, is a point for them. But 
I just think it's time for... And I, I don't think Peter Volandi should stand aside. I think he's the right man for the job. But I think Peter needs to understand that criticism of the way he goes about business isn't personal, it's not an agenda, it's just people who have skin in the game that are genuinely frustrated with some of the things that are being decided without any consultation. Well, there is Andrew Webster. So there are people asking him questions about how you would go about what is the Constitution. Um, you know, look, I, I don't think that's ever going to happen, but I, I do know the Players Association, they have some issues about the way things are happening. Cam Smith was uh, formerly the general president of the Rugby League Players Association. He spoke today uh, to Vossi this morning. At no stage are you ever going to stop individuals having a say. Now, what I'm... From my understanding, from what I heard from Clint Newton, was that there, there may have been one or two individuals that have that have raised that point of that Peter Volandis should be out. Now, I don't I don't believe that that's the collective opinion of the playing group. That may be the opinion of a couple of players, but it's not the opinion of of the collective, and that's who the RLPA and and Clint Newton in particular represents. They represent the entire group, not the opinions of one or two. Mm. The opinions of one or two are certainly listened to well, and heard. Of course, yeah. And, and then it's discussed as a group and then they decide the direction that they want to go down as a playing group and as an association um, representing the players. These are the guys. This is the, this is the group that go out and play and, and, and provide the entertainment for the fans and they have to play by these rules. So why not include, yeah. them, in, why not include them in the conversation to say, hey, listen, fellas... We're, there's a worrying trend of high tackles and we really want to take care of you. What are your thoughts on this? And let's work together to achieve this. Well, head collisions, uh, concussion and the effects down the track, it's an issue pretty close to the heart of, of Scott Sattler, who works with us here at SEN 1170. And his dad, you will know, John Sattler. And 50 years ago, uh, you will probably recall, well, one of the... Well, it's graphic, but it's it, it's heroics and bravery at its best. John Sattler, a few minutes into the grand final for South Sydney, he was the Rabbitohs captain at the time, against Manly, the grand final 1970. He, he broke his jaw, had it shattered in three places, uh, three minutes into the game, went on to uh, play the whole game out, you know. And we talk... It's, it's part of rugby league folklore, the bravery that John showed on that occasion. But, you know, 50 years down the track, Scott is now seeing his dad suffering the effects of dementia. And Scott believes there is a, a very, very strong link between head collisions and the concussions that his dad had way back when and how he is feeling today. If this is the crackdown surrounding concussions and contact with the head, whatever that may be, I, I ask players to watch some old footage of my dad who articulately speaking to masses of people and I'll go back to the South Sydney March in November 2000. 30,000 people, Dad, standing on town hall st uh, stairs talking to those people about the importance of South Sydney and how articulate he is. Uh, 2014 grand final luncheon uh, in front of 400 people at South Sydney Junior singing the South Sydney victory song and everyone in the room up on their chairs singing it with him. Mm. Um, and then I, then I asked those those players, those current players, to come to the Gold Coast and sit with him and see a man who's struggling with dementia. And I get really emotional about it. And I've, I've never seen my father beaten in anything in mm. life. But I watch him and I hear him deteriorating every week, every month as dementia just beats him. Just, it just breaks him. Uh, my wife, his daughter-in-law, went in to see him a couple of weeks ago. He didn't even know who she was. Wow. Um, 
his grandkids, he's got no affiliation or connection with his grandchildren. And it's, it's sad to see. You know, what I would give to be able to sit and talk rugby league um, like we used to for hours, you know, I'll never get that again. I'll never get – and this is t- the effects of rugby league. So current players, be thankful, I think, for Peter Volandes, Andrew Abdo, um, Graham Annesley, who are ensuring that, yes, that you can sit with your family in your 60s and 70s and, and hold a, any form of what would be gauged as a, a healthy conversation and enjoy your grandchildren as well because this is the reason the rules are being implemented. Absolutely. To save you in years to come so you can have those healthy discussions. Yeah, there is Scotty Sattler, and uh, emotional, obviously, emotional, obviously, and and I feel for Scotty, and I feel for his dad, John, who's a, you know good mates with my my old man as well. They used to actually go on the talking scenes together and, and host many many functions together uh, way back when. So I can certainly understand understand how how Scotty feels, um, and it's it's tough for him to talk about that. And and I, we thank him for for being so honest about uh, about his feelings and about his dad and and the dementia stay with us here on higher ground up next i'm going to chat to an old mate of mine uh we're going to take a trip down memory lane i won't reveal who you'll have to keep listening It's 10 past 11. You're listening to Higher Ground with me, Chris Warren. The Mad Russian's here with me in this lovely, intimate little studio we've got called the Higher Ground booth. Why is the program called Higher Ground? Well, because from up here, we have got it all covered. You might also ask yourself the question, why are you playing Rocket Man? Elton John, Rocket Man. And there are three very good reasons for that. One, um, I happen to like the song. Two, Elton has said we can play the song whenever we like. And three, it is the theme song to our Rocketman Awards, which we give away, give out each Monday night. And at the end of the year, rather than the Dally M's or any rubbish old ceremony like that, we have our Rocketman Awards. And uh, we, we think we think that Elton will be here to present the trophy to the Rocketman for 2021. It will be a bronze statue of Elton himself holding his two ball, holding two ball, two steed and balls. Mm. And uh, we hope that Elton will be here. It will just be me, you, uh, you, mm. Mm, you, the mad Russian, Rocket Man, Elton, mm. and that's it, the four of us in here. So we can fit another two guests in here. So don't worry about the ticket details. It's a closed event, all right? It's highly prestigious and tickets very much in demand. You'll be yeah. able to hear it, though. Oh, sure. Yeah, sure, sure. No, it's going to be live. Mm. And um, so three, two, one each week, we give them out. Before we give out this week's three, two, and one, uh, just uh, also another text, and thanks to everyone that sent the text through tonight. Um, hi, it's Warren from Blacktown, enjoying the show. Uh, I think Nathan Cleary will be the X Factor in the Origin series. He'll pull something out of the bag. Uh, thanks, Warren, from Blacktown. Uh, obviously a Penrith Panthers fan. Or not obviously, probably are. Yeah, mate, he's in great form. He really is in great form, Nathan Cleary, and... Uh, so too, uh, Jerome Luai. They've, mm. they've won, I think I read today, they've won 79% of matches they've played together. Mm. Uh, not a bad record, is it? Um, and let's hope that they can you know, continue that good form uh, in the Origin, which starts on uh, Wednesday week, and the Blues have their first training session tomorrow at Coogee. Can you give us uh, an update, or not us, uh, our listeners an update of where we're up to with Rocketman points allocated up to and not including round 12, so up to and including round 11? 
up to and including round 11. Tom Trebojevic has 11 points. He's streets ahead wow. of Sam Walker and, and James And he's only played Tedesco. six games, I think. Yep. And he's streets ahead of Sam Walker and James Tedesco, who are both on five. Nathan Cleary on four. Ryan Pappenhausen and Roger Tuovasta on, so, on three. So Turbo's got a seven-point break on... Six points. On Sam Walker. Sam Walker and James Tedesco. And James Tedesco. Mm. Six points, yeah. Oh, my maths wasn't good. So Turbo is six points clear of Sam Walker, James Tedesco. Who's the next one then? Uh, on Nathan four? Cleary on four. Nathan Cleary, okay. And well, that'll do. Pappy and Hausen. And Pap is on four too. He's on three, sorry. On three. And Pap, R- on RTS three. on three. RTS on three, all right. Okay, okay. This week's Rocket Man Awards are, and I've just got to find my sheet, so bear with me while I do. Uh, here we go. Okay, give me something. Give me something. Give me something. Mm. Give me a second. You give me something. Well, I'm going to give you three, two, and one. I'm going to start with one point goes to. I want some suspense music or something or drum roll or. One point goes to Nico Hines, Melbourne Storm. Very good. Brilliant. Brilliant against Brisbane, where he probably will be playing next year. Two points. Sorry about the pause there, but that's all for added effect. Goes to Dane Gagai. Ooh. Okay. Just in time for Origin, as always. Three points. Again, my apologies for the pause. It is for added effect, and the buttons sometimes are a little bit sticky in this higher ground studio. One point, Nico Hines. Two points, he scored a hat-trick, Dane Gagai. And three points from round 12 in 2021 go to Joey Manu. one of us and uh, to the prerequisite to qualify for this part of the show where we walk down memory uh, memory lane, we turn back time and uh, we have a look at where are they now. Before I introduce this fella, great fella, good mate and uh, here's a few clues. He, he played for New South Wales, uh, he won a Dalian medal, in fact I think he might have even won two. He won a couple of premierships with Canterbury Bulldogs in the 80s. He played a hundred games or so with St. George Dragons. He spent about six years in the UK coaching at, I think, three different Super League clubs. He was uh, then a coach at the West Tigers about six or seven years ago. Do you know who we're talking about yet? Well, he's on the line now. It's a very warm welcome to higher ground. Mick Potter, how are you, buddy? Chris, going really good, going really good. These days, uh, you're coaching out there at Mounties, and we'll talk more about that uh, in a moment. You're coming off a good win at the weekend. 
Uh, you, though, bud, you, you've been in and around rugby league for, well, decades and decades and decades. It's in your blood. It's, it's, what, it's what you love. Um, you're, you're enjoying your coaching, obviously, and, and you spent a long time in, in England. Uh, also, that time at, at West Tigers didn't go, I, I guess, as you would have planned. But coaching back with the New South Wales Cup now, it's all going good? Yeah, no, I'm enjoying my time out there. There's some real good people there, and uh, it's it's not um, it's not as intense as the NRL, obviously, because they, they're all part time, and uh, really enjoy the the uh, working with the players. And and uh, after after a day's work, they all come in and they all uh, they all do their best for for those couple of hours they're there. And you've got to admire those those guys that that really that that make those efforts over and above what they do at work and you know there's still aspiring there's a lot of aspiring players there to to try and still cut the grade and and you know I'm sure some of them will get there and uh, if they keep persevering so Maudie's club um it, I'll let let our listeners know so it's a feeder club through to Canterbury now you spent about 5 or 6 years at Canterbury you won a couple of premierships there it's a, it's a club I'm sure you've still got some very dear friendships through your days at Canterbury. So it's nice that uh, you still have close links with the club. Your days back at Canterbury, Mick, um, they were the good old days. The game's very different nowadays. You won a couple of premierships, and uh, obviously, w- without saying goes without saying, they those two premierships were, were Im- among your career highlights. Yeah, most definitely, and uh, I was I was only in my uh, second year of grade when I was at when I was at Canterbury, and, and um, they won the won the comp in '84 and '85, and it was uh, it was great to be associated with that that sort of team. They were tough, and they were they were hardened hardened forwards, and and had some very skillful backs on it. And uh, Terry Lamb was great to play with Steve Mortimer, and uh, and uh, the other Mortimers again. They were just a great bunch of blokes and and good men and and a lot of the guys still still had jobs back then and uh, some of them um, were just starting to to get a little bit more professional and uh, but everyone still enjoyed a drink back then. Canterbury uh, back then obviously was was really known as as the family club. They were the entertainers. Uh, you were there at fullback. So so you came into the Bulldogs um, fresh out of school. I, I would have imagined from uh, St Greg's Campbelltown. Yeah, I was I was at St Greg's for a couple of years. Now I, I spent a I spent one season out out at the Oaks in Group Six, mm. and and just just I was I was playing five eight out there and and um, enjoying my time there with some some really good players. I enjoyed my time there in, uh, at the Oaks and and that's that's I had a season there and then that's when I got picked up from uh, from Bullfrog and uh, Punchy. You mentioned um, a few uh, a few you know big names uh, there and. Terry Lamb, obviously. Uh, who would you say, Mick, um, of all your your former teammates, who who would you say y- you think had the, had the most influence on your career? I'd I'd probably have to say uh, Greg Brennell, really. Uh, just he sort of launched my my time at, as as a fullback, really, and and I had to really uh, ask him a heap of questions about about fullback play, and you know he he had a Aussie rules background and and just. Being able to uh, anticipate where where a kick was going, follow the ball, and just just um, have have some anticipation on on your positional play, and and he was he was you know valuable then for me. And uh, again, just throwing myself into that position was was um, new to me, and uh, you know just at that particular time was was just so valuable. 
after that, probably probably Terry and, and you know, the centres and wingers, again, they, they all played their part in, in helping me progress my game. You were uh, from memory, mate, and obviously we spent a bit of time together over at the Perth Reds. Uh, we'll talk about them in a bit as well. But um, our, uh, my memories of you, and uh, I used to you know, go to Belmore so often, and I was you know, a Parramatta fan, but um, I marveled at some of the stuff you did as, as a fullback. And I just remember the way you used to cover so much territory effortlessly, it seemed, across the ground. You knew, you knew where to be. You had an innate sense of where to pop up at the very right time. And and, and that's what the modern-day fullback role is, is all about. And you must sit back today, I, I imagine, Mick, and marvel at some of the uh, the number ones we, we've got in the game. By gee, we've got some good players wearing the one on their back. Yeah, we we have, certainly. And uh, I, was, I was probably only a few years years ago saying that Billy Slater, I don't think there'd be anyone better than Billy Slater, but yeah. but geez, there's some fullbacks coming through with, with Tedesco and Trebojevic and, and Pappenhausen. Uh, just, uh, there's just a plethora of, of fullbacks and they're, they're so good, they're so athletic, they've got such endurance to be able to cover territory, but, but be in numerous plays one after the other. It's the number one, uh, quite literally, it's the number one spot these days, isn't it, fullback? And uh... They're the big money earners too, um, and you look at the New South Wales team, which has you know, been announced, and there's there's three fullbacks really in that back line with Teddy at the back, and then Latrell and uh, Tommy Turbo playing out of position, if you like, in the centres. Um, are you a fan of, of having players play out of out of position? You, you think Latrell and and Turbo will get the job done there, or do you think maybe the Blues should have maybe partic- uh, picked some specialist centres? Well, I, I think I think Freddie's done the right thing. I think you just pick your best players, and mm. and Latrell's had plenty of experience as, as a centre, and and uh, Trebojevic as, as well has, has played quite a bit of centre, and you know he'll he'll they'll, they'll both have their times where they'll have their, their special plays where they'll get to rove anyway, and that might be a little bit like it used to be where you you'd be able to rove around, and and you want to utilise those those assets that you have in your team, and. I think I think that's that's best best for New South Wales, and you know I I quite admire what what Freddie's done there. I think that's that's good. Mm. You, um, I believe, you caught up with some old boys during the week. Um, Warren Ryan amongst them. Who else was there? Uh, Peter Tunks. Um, we had uh, Paul Langmack actually organised it, and, mm. and Daryl, the big man, Daryl Broman was there, and. Um, who else was there? Uh, Andrew Farah. Pop, uh, yeah. Uh, um, Paul Dunn was there. Uh, Joey Thomas. It was uh, it was just a little get together, and we 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 chatted about about footy now. And uh, sure enough, uh, Warren Warren did uh, did have the beer glasses uh, lined up in a line, and um, was talking about creating space and how yes. to how to utilise space and and time and yeah. and um, yeah, it was it was. Quite good. Instead of having a whiteboard going, we had the had the beer glasses on the table. <laughs> I like it. He, he's a, he's such a, a smart man, Warren. Right, and I was lucky enough to spend a few years underneath him. You know, I was playing mostly Reggie's out there at Campbelltown at the Magpies, but he taught me so much. And um, I know he taught a lot of you know a lot of those Canterbury boys that came out to West Magpies as well. They learnt so much from Warren Ryan. And you know what, Potsy, I reckon today a lot of the modern day coaches, including the the greats, you know, like your Craig Bellamy's. A lot of that stems from from some of the stuff that Warren Ryan was talking about twenty and thirty years ago. 
Yes, and and uh, the re- you you think back to when when Warren was was in charge and the resources he had available to him to compared to the resources mm. that that full time coaches have now is is so much less and and he still got so much out of the players with uh, with the way he spoke and everyone everyone used to hang on on every word and mm. and he was he was quite precise in his uh, in his with his words about demanding demanding standards back then and uh, the, there wasn't all um, team goals necessarily written up on the on the board and game plans written down on sheets of paper and it was um, it was all done out of training on the field and uh, you had to make sure that you listened because uh, you didn't have any reference point other than other than what was said on the, at the time mm. and uh, yes he, he did he was a wise man. Yeah, and if, oh, he's always been yeah, still. Yeah, he still is. Oh, and if you got it wrong, uh, he'd let you know about it too. I, I do, I do recall that. Um, you must have uh, played. Well, I know you played under some really good coaches, different styles of coaches. Which coach had the most influence on you? Well, it was probably Warren initially because I was, I was, I was young coming into into grade, and he probably was the most influential and. I, I did quite enjoy uh, working under Brian Smith as well, and and also uh, spent spent a couple of years with um, David Wake when I first went over to France mm. with the Catalans, and um, uh, he was he was coaching director over there. So again, another another time in in um, in Super League where again the resources were limited, but but certainly David Wake is uh, again he's a, he's a bit of a prodigy of Warren Ryan and. As is probably Smitty as well, so mm. it all it all stems back to that. And I think uh, Warren's done a lot of good for the game. Yeah, some clever men there, no doubt. We uh, we met really and spent a couple of years together over there at Western Reds, uh, the Perth Reds in the in the mid nineties. Sadly, the club's no longer around. We had some good times over there, and uh, no regrets whatsoever from me and and I know you would probably share the same other than the fact the club's no longer talk of expansion and uh, obviously uh, another club is going to come into into Brisbane we believe um would you would you like to see do you, do you think a club in WA can and should succeed in the future I can't see a reason why it won't the uh we we average quite a quite a substantial crowd every 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 second week that we played over there, and and there's a lot of expat uh, eastern state uh, people over there, and it's a great place to live, and they love their sport. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be the the number one sport um, over there, like like Melbourne's not, but but it's very capable of supporting a rugby league team, and they do love their footy there, and uh, they'd come out in droves to watch it, and it'd be a success, no doubt. I reckon it would too. Back home, then New South Wales Cup. Um, you're coaching Mount. He's a very, a very strong um, rugby league club in in Western Sydney. You had a very good win at the weekend, huh? You must be happy with that. Uh, toppling the Panthers, and they they had previously not been beaten this season. Yeah, it was. Uh, we'd we'd been threatening to uh, have a good win for quite a few weeks, but we. Uh, we, our, our discipline and uh, and errors and you know just just kept um, kneecapping us and we just kept stumbling over ourselves and it, it's not it's not a lack of talent or a lack of effort it's, uh, it's just a few little areas that we that we finally fixed up and and got it right a lot more than we got it wrong and 
the the guys that their their effort every week to try and to try and get a victory is has been you know outstanding. I I I really admire the players that that they have there, and um, you know that they, they did they got the job done, and it's yeah it's, it'll be another battle in, in a week's time. So uh, I'm I'm very happy for them. Yeah, it's. Uh, I can tell you, you're proud of it, of what they've done. Must be difficult for you. You, you obviously, as I said, uh, Mounties a feeder club to Canterbury. Canterbury not going too well this season. Let's hope that does improve. Um, no doubt you've got a good, uh, a good working relationship with with Bulldogs coach Trent Barrett. But your job, obviously, you'd like to win some games, but you've got players coming, um, coming back, and others going up, and it must be difficult to prepare. Um, but one of your jobs is to prepare players uh, for Trent players that can go up in into first grade huh well that's right yeah and and again if the if the the team below is, is winning it, it puts more pressure on the uh, on the team above to to make sure they they have the best efforts I saw a, a couple yeah. of a glimpse of Tui Katoa at the weekend uh, he's quite a player he's scored a couple of very nice tries and uh, he, he, they weren't just walkovers. They, he had some work to do to beat some people, and uh, he did that. And he's a good finisher. Most of the boys then would be, I, I imagine, just sort of part-time footballers. Would that be right, Potsy? In your in your team, they got jobs as well. Yes, just probably uh, we probably have about uh, probably about fifteen you know, guys that that easily could play uh, Canterbury Cup that are part-timers, and they all they all work and anything from. From roofers to school teachers, um, there's not too many other professions. A lot of a lot of tradies, and uh, some of the guys come in just filthy dirty. They actually have to have a shower before they even start training at that thirty. Well, that was the old so, days. Uh, that, that was like the olden days, wasn't it? I mean, the eighties and nineties. Yeah, everyone, <laughs> everyone, everyone had a job. I mean, you'd train Tuesdays and Thursdays, yeah. and away you go. Uh, any names we should look out for coming through Mounties that that might get a crack this year? Oh yeah. Yeah, no, I, I'm not prepared to give give any because I, I do an injustice to someone else if I name someone. But but I, I do love love their effort and I I just love how they just they put in as much as they can and uh, and yeah, there's you you could look at a lot worse teams than, than the Mounties to recruit from. I, I just you know, if there's any any people that are out there you know looking looking for players. There's there's quite a few here. I think you're seventh now on the ladder. So what's the aim? Uh, what's the aim for the rest of the season now? Well, <laughs> I don't look too far forward. I, I, you look too far forward, yeah. you get uh, you get mixed up. So I, I just worry about the next game, and uh, that, that's all. I do. Just, just worry about next weekend, and you know all the other stuff will sort itself out. I'm, I'm not too bothered about about those those long term goals, and they, they'll come if they deserve it. Can I ask you before you go um, the the head contact crackdown? Um, what are your thoughts on that? Um, do you think the NRL have got it right? Do you think there's room for improvement or what? I, I think they I think they're doing a, doing a good job, but it seems to be a little bit spasmodic in in how they adjudicate some some calls. But but certainly we've got to protect our players. And and hitting him in the head is is not the right thing to do. And sometimes it's accidental because it is a contact sport. And sometimes you got you got two big men standing in in front, or or they close the space on on a smaller guy, and he leads with his head. Something well, that's incidental. You you can't do nothing about that. You, mm. you can't let the guy run through. But 
but you know, I'm all for where, where guys are lunging at heads and, and swinging arms and all that. that that's got to be taken out of the game because, as you know, it's 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 people getting knocked out. That's that's not a good scene. Mm. All right, buddy. I appreciate that you're spending a bit of time with me, and uh, we must do it a little more often in future. Uh, I know you've got a reunion with the old Western Reds players up there on the Gold Coast. I won't give away that date. You've also got a St Greg's College reunion coming up as well. So um, a couple of busy dates in in your diary. Enjoy yourself, mate, and uh, we'll stay in touch. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, a few old guys getting together. <laughs> Have fun, buddy. I appreciate your time. Okay. There he is, Thanks, Mick mate. Potter. Thanks. Mick Potter. What a what a wonderful fella. Um, he really is a good fella, and boy, couldn't he play. And great to have him uh, joining us on Higher Ground. Well, that's about it for tonight. I hope you've enjoyed the program. Thanks to everyone who got involved with the show uh, via text. Uh, keep doing that. We, we love having you a part of our Higher Ground program. I'll be back on Wednesday from 10 through to 12. Uh, SEN League Thursday. We've got that match between the Dragons and Broncos, which the boys will call. Tomorrow, wake up for breakfast with Vossie. Mornings with Matt White. Afternoons with Jimmy Smith and then Joel and Fletch for drive. If you want a few laughs in the car on the way home. Hope you've enjoyed tonight. I'll do it again with you on Wednesday. Until then, take care. Goodbye.